Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. It is a snowy Saturday morning in the Delaware Valley. I'm Glenn Macknow with my pal Ray Dinger. Ray, how was the uh, walk from Rittenhouse today? Uh, a little snowy, <laughs> a little cold, yeah. a little windy, but... Uh, Nothing we didn't expect, so ah, I got scary. here. Good. Good work. Um, so much to cover today. So little time. Uh, back to tell us your story at noon. We haven't done it in a few weeks. Ray, tell the people it's the Pearl. It's Black Jesus. Yes, it is. It's uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe. I don't think, you know, he's he's one of those guys that kind of like needs no introduction, I think it would be safe to say. Um, native of Southwest Philadelphia. Went to John Bartram High School. Uh, and then had just an illustrious, all-time great NBA career. And uh, he comes, uh, he's going to join us and talk about all of it. And yeah. um, and from winning an NBA championship to playing on the great Knicks team with Red Holtzman and Bill Bradley and DeBusher and all those guys. And also he's going to tell some stories about playing in the Sunny Hill League, the yeah. Charles Baker and, League, playing yeah. up at Bright Hope Baptist Church in the summertime. So lots of great stories with Earl the Pearl. Local treasure. Every once in a while, we go old school, uh, and I know the and they all. You know what, Ray? The old head basketball guys are always good, and he's a good one. Uh, beyond that, um, so yesterday afternoon, Ray, I started to write down topics that I wanted to cover with you today uh, and tomorrow. We'll be on tomorrow, and I got three pages deep without even stopping to breathe. So, if it's okay with you today, Ray, I, I, we're going to have like a meandering conversation for a few hours. Uh, and I'd like to open with some football stuff. There was a big story this week. It was toward the early part of the week, so, you know, I don't want it to get forgotten in our conversation, but one of my favorite guys, Brandon Brooks, retired from the Eagles, a key part of the Super Bowl season. He worked so hard to come back from too many injuries. And so my opening question to you, Ray Dittinger, is when the next Eagles encyclopedia comes out, what is the Brandon Brooks profile? What is that chapter going to say? Well, you can start with the fact that he's the best guard that I've ever seen play for this team. Wow. Wait, whoa, wow, really? Yeah, we can start there. Well, yeah, that's yeah. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, um, I mean, over, over, the, over the time that I've been covering this team, I've been asked to do, you know, a lot of those anniversary teams, you know, the all, you know, the, the, the first 25 years, the first 50 years, blah, blah, blah. And Man. so I've had, so I I've had telling you, you've been around a while. Oh no. Well, I've, <laughs> first 75 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, closing in on that too. Yeah. But I mean, I, uh, I've had the occasion then to go back and try and take a sort of a big picture, look at the franchise and, uh, look at all the various positions, position by position, the guys that have played there and some positions, it's hard to choose. I mean, some positions, there's a lot of really good players. 
you know, if, like just running back. You know, you've got yeah. Steve Van Buren, you got Brian Westbrook, you got Shady McCoy, you got Wilbert Montgomery. There's a lot of really good running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and good safeties. You know, you got Bill Bradley, you got Brian Dawkins. I mean, you got Don Burroughs. I mean, there were really good players at certain positions. Uh, on the offensive line, you know, you got some really good tackles. I mean, yeah. really, really good tackles, but no guards. And mm-hmm. I went, I went back and I looked and I looked and I looked, and you had a lot of guys played the position. Some were pretty good. Uh, you know, and some were part of championship seasons, and that's great. But guys that were truly outstanding, I mean, like perennial Pro Bowl-type guys, guys that you could look at and say, you know, he was the best player at his position when he was there. You know, he was playing for the Eagles. He was the best tackle in football, as you could say about Jason Peters. You know, the best center in football, as you could say today about Jason Kelsey. Couldn't say that about anybody at the guard position. It's, it's one of the real curious things about it is, you know, they just didn't have that guy until they got Brandon Brooks. And to me, you know, he was the best, he was the best guard that, uh, that this team has had in my, in my time. And for at least a period of about a year, a year and a half before the injuries finally took him down, he was as good as any offensive lineman in football. Yeah. Uh, all of that true. All of that inarguable. And even something more than that, because his personal story is also a, a fascinating one. Um, everybody uh, should know, if you're an Eagles fan, how he dealt with anxiety. And there was a uh, season years back when it actually kept him out of a couple games. I was doing a radio show with him at the time from Chickies and Pete's, and I remember, you know, he he missed two weeks, and then the third week he's like, okay, I'm going to talk about this. And he talked about it during our show on WIP. And he battled that, and, and listen, it's a tough fight. Um, he would basically, the thing with him is, he would set his expectations so high and he would put so much pressure on himself that it caused him to become physically ill on game day to the point where he couldn't play. And so he dealt with it. And he very, I think, courageously and publicly came out and discussed it. And after that, you know, kind of dealt with it. Um, Interestingly, Lane Johnson dealt with a similar thing last year. And I'll always admire Brooks for – publicly dealing with something that's not easy to deal with publicly uh, and and really battling to overcome it. In recent years, Ray, he just had one injury after another. You remember he got injured in the Super Bowl? Right. Uh, he got in, or in the, wait, was the Super Bowl the championship game up to the Super Bowl? Championship game. Championship game, that's right. He got injured in that game, and then he came back, and then he got injured last year, and he came back, and then he got injured this year, and he couldn't come back. Uh, and I feel he got cheated. And, and I felt also there were some people who – didn't appreciate how hard he fought to keep playing. Uh, and I'll always admire him for that. So my follow-up question to this is this. With Brandon Brooks retiring, Ray, I, I have this beer glass that I got after the Super Bowl. And it's got uh, it's got the Eagles logo, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 52. Uh, and then on the other side, it's got all the, the roster names. And every once in a while, I'll look at it. And I had it out the other night. I had a nice IPA, Ray. And I'm looking at the glass, and I'm thinking, boy, this guy's gone. This guy's gone. This guy, Brandon Brooks, now he's gone. The only guys on the glass still with the franchise are Barnett, Fletcher Cox, Jake Elliott, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Kelsey, Lovato, and Rodney McLeod, and Sam Allah. That's nine. Uh, and I would bet that, that Barnett and McLeod, maybe one or two others, are probably gone before next season, mm-hmm. which means – Seven guys. We're we're less than five years from the Super Bowl, and only seven will still be here. Is that unusual turnover, or is that just kind of the norm? Uh, well, there's, there's, a, a, you know, turnover is uh, a natural, 
natural part of the of the sport. Um, I mean, it's just a matter. That's just the way the game works. But I would say, for that much turnover in that length of time, I would say that's unusually high. I would say that's that is unusually high. Seven guys around again, assuming Barnett and McLeod go, and I think that's both pretty. Certainly, hope Barnett's gone. Right. Um, That's seven guys. I mean, that's you know. It, it 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 shocks me when I look at that glass because I'll see the names. And I'm thinking, oh man, that guy was such a huge part of it. That guy was so important, and like he's long gone. Right. I don't know. It just it just kind of struck me that. Who do you think the last survivor is going to be? I was going to ask you that question. All right, so I'll go, I think, I'll go with the kicker. You go with Elliot. Okay, yeah. I was thinking that. I'll. Oh man, you went with him. I'll go with. I'll go with Lane Johnson. I think Lane, you know, a tackle, if he stays healthy, tackle can play into his good and well into his 30s. And he was very good this year. Yeah, he was. He was good. So I'll say Lane Johnson. But that's, you. if it's the kicker, it's, it's like, the, you know, the, the last guy in your World Series team is the third lefty out of the bullpen. Like, that just doesn't seem right. Okay, um, moving on, Ray. And by the way, you can call us 215 592 Hirings in the NFL. Yesterday, the Giants made a hiring, which you never know how they're going to turn out because you don't know how coordinators do when they become the head coach. But the Giants hired Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. Uh, And I don't like it for two reasons. One is because, as you know, I'm a fan of the Bills. My dad's the fan of the Bills. By the way, my dad's joining us for one last time today to kind of commiserate a little bit. Okay. Um, But I miss that the Bills are leaving him, and I think – I think that seems like a very good hiring for the Giants uh, on its surface. What do you think? I agree. I agree. And when the Eagles were looking around for a new head coach last year, um, I sort of put his name out there. You know, I kind of said, hey, you know, I I think that if they're interviewing candidates, which they were, um, I think they should I think they should talk to Brian Dable because I I just liked the job that he did in Buffalo. I like the job that he did with that offense. I certainly like the job that he did with the young quarterback, developing him from the very, very, very raw prospect that he was coming out of college uh, into the, you know, it's probably a top five, top six quarterback in the NFL today in pretty short order. Um, I mean, give a lot of credit to Josh Allen because he really worked his butt off to do that. But I think it was also an example of really good coaching. And, you know, the Eagles at that time were looking for somebody that could straighten out their quarterback situation because they still had, you know, they still had, they hadn't moved on from Wentz yet uh, and who was having his own issues. And then you had Jalen Hurts, who was a guy who clearly needed a lot of work. And here I thought, and Brian, and I don't know Brian Dable at all, never met him, but I'm just uh, trusting my eyes that I saw the difference he made in their quarterback play in Buffalo, and I thought he's certainly worth an interview. I was a little surprised, as successful as the Bills were last year, and as successful as Josh Allen was, that he didn't get the opportunity last year. Yeah. I really kind of thought yeah. that he, if he didn't wind up here, he'd wind up somewhere. And when he went back to Buffalo, I was a little bit surprised. But then, you know, when the Bills proved this year that last year wasn't a fluke and Josh Allen comes back and has yet another really good year, then I don't think there was much doubt. Also combined with the fact that there were nine coaching openings. I yeah, mean, it will be interesting to see how he works with Daniel Jones. You know, the owner came out the other day, said we're committed to Daniel Jones. We just think he's had too many coaches, too much going on. He hasn't had the chance. This will be an interesting project. And uh, I think the Eagles and the fans, Eagles fans have kind of benefited from the ineptitude of the division in recent years. Right. This strikes me as 
probably a good hire. Again, you don't know how coordinators do when they become in charge of everything. We've seen failures. Uh, but he seems like, on on the surface, it's a good one. Well, I think the combination that they had in New York just clearly wasn't working. No. It was it was the co- it was the coaches it was the coaches and it was the general manager. Yeah, Gettleman was a terrible general manager forever. And so, um, I mean, if you're in your if you're in their division, you just love it. I mean, you just wish they could have kept those guys in place longer. But um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised when I saw the candidates that um, the Giants were bringing in because Dable was the only offensive coach they interviewed. Yeah, all the I other know. guys. It was Leslie Frazier. It was yeah. uh, Dan Quinn. It was their own defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham. It was all these defensive coaches, and Dable was the only offensive coach. And that's why I thought they're going to give it to Dable because the, you know, the biggest thing that they have to do is they have to straighten their quarterback out. Yep. So why would you bring in? Why would you bring in a defensive coach? No, uh, when your biggest problem is your quarterback. So I thought, you know, I thought everything to me sort of pointed towards Dable, and you know, but I, I, I kind of agree with you that. You know, the Eagles have been enjoying the fact that they've been in a division with a lot of teams that couldn't get out of their own way. Yep. Uh, and um, I think that the I think the Giants improved themselves. But the hiring of Joe Shane as the general manager, who's a very smart guy, and Dable, and two of those guys worked together in Buffalo, I think the Giants have gone a long way towards getting their house in order. All right, so the Bears hire their head coach. Remember, there are nine openings. The Bears hire Matt Eberflus. I don't know who this guy is. I mean, he was the Colts defensive coordinator. They right. hire him. Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who comes over from Green Bay, where he was the offensive coordinator. A couple follow-up questions, and you don't even have to answer this. Is any team going to wind up hiring an African-American coach since the only ones got fired, and now there's, there's well, I guess there's one out of Pittsburgh? And maybe Byron Leftwich gets a job. I, I, I read he's possibility for the Jags. D'Amico Ryans would seem a good candidate to me. Certainly did a great has done a great job in San Francisco, and the fact that they're still in it maybe is what's stalling that. But that, that it's a bad look for the league. Oh, it is no no question. I mean, there are a few um, there are a few uh, uh, black candidates that are being interviewed. Vance Joseph uh, has been interviewed in Miami. Um, you've got uh, Brian Flores uh, who got let go in my in Miami. As which... Buddy Ryan would say, fired for winning. Yeah, it kind of looks that way. Um, I mean, all this, all this stuff is sort of coming out now is that, yeah, he won, but he was a hard guy to deal with, and there was a lot of strife in the front office. He didn't get along with the general manager. He, um, he, you know, he was dismissive of the owner. I don't know how much of that is true. All I know is that when he went down there, the Miami Dolphins were a mess, and he made them a pretty competitive team. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, Leftwich has been interviewed by a couple of teams. Heinz Ward has been interviewed uh, for a job. Which I find kind of oh, interesting. I loved him as a player. Yeah, D'Amico Rhines, as you said, has been interviewed. Um, there have been uh, a few candidates out there. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Todd Bowles. You know mm-hmm. that uh, Todd Bowles might be interviewed. Uh, now the Tampa Bay's out of it. But yeah, it's not a good look for the league when you're down to when Mike Tomlin is the only black coach, black head coach out there. That's not a good look. I'm I'm waiting. You know, somebody's somebody. You gotta think somebody's going to talk to Eric Bieniemy, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know. That's been going on for years, and so it's. I I don't know. It, it's odd that all these years have gone by and he hasn't gotten a gig. But you know who is up for a center, second interview in Houston? Jonathan Gannon. Yes. Which, by the way, along with Josh McCown. Um, and, uh, you know, we've discussed this enough in recent weeks that I don't understand that Jonathan Gannon is ready for a head coaching job, but what do I know? Meanwhile, Doug Peterson seems to have lost any momentum he had Ray, why is it that Doug Peterson seems to not be in the running for anything? All he's done is win a Super Bowl. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he's uh, of all the coaches that we're that we're talking about, all the candidates that are out there, and including the ones that have been hired, he's the only one that's won a Super Bowl. So you would think, um, you know, at his age, uh, and listen, it wasn't just one Super Bowl. I mean, he, you know, he took this team to the playoffs a couple times mm-hmm. too. I mean, they were they were in the playoffs more often than not, and, and won a playoff game in other years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, his record is pretty good. I mean, when he took over as head coach of the Eagles, a lot of people were scratching their head and saying, "Doug Peterson, really?" Yeah, but including you and I, including <laughs> us. You know, I mean, I'll I'll freely admit that. Yeah. I mean, we were we were as puzzled as everyone else, but he came in and. <laughs> I'm, and did a terrific job. I mean, really took a team that was sort of looking for direction and took them to a Super Bowl and won in just amazing fashion. That was that that season was a great coaching job. Uh, and okay, then he gets let go and he sits out for a year, but made it very clear he wants back in. Uh, and he's had a couple of interviews, uh, including one in Jacksonville. And the Jacksonville job is still open, uh, so maybe that's where he surfaces. But I'm I'm very surprised that he wasn't a hotter candidate that, you know, with, with as many jobs. And we said nine jobs came open that he wasn't, and he wasn't in line for at least four or five of them, yeah. at least for an interview surprises me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's weird. Maybe it's not the, the model that they're looking for these days. I don't know, but it, it, it makes no sense. Uh, one other thing you know, I want to get surfaces to... in New Orleans. I mean, nobody saw, nobody yeah. really, nobody really saw the New Orleans thing opening up. Yeah. Nobody really knew that Sean Payton was about ready to say, call it quits for a while. And now all of a sudden that job opens up. And, you know, Doug Peterson went to college. That's where he went to college, down in Louisiana. So, um, you know, I mean, if I'm, you know, if, if I'm Gail Benson uh, and I'm running that team, I certainly want to bring him in and have a chat. Just tell me that uh, a year from now we're not looking at Sean Payton going to Dallas. Oh, if I were to pick a – you know, he kind of said he just – like he kind of said, as much as said, like I kind of just need a year off. You yeah, know, I, well, I, I, I just need a little that. time. Yeah. But he said, you know, I want to coach again. Yep. So he put it out there. And, yep. yeah, I mean, look, we all know Mike McCarthy's on very thin ice in that's, Dallas. Yeah, that's it a year from now. I mean, and it's... I could – and he has – and, you know, Sean has, has a history with the Cowboys uh, and have talked often about how he and Jerry Jones are good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that certainly seems – a year from now, that seems like a fit. It all really right. does. Well, one other thing I just want to get to in this uh, first segment because uh, I learned this week that y- you received a huge honor. In the last week, and I think that deserves some acclaim and applause, Ray. What'd oh, you get? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I just found out this week, much to my surprise, uh, that the Maxwell Football Club is uh, named me the this year's recipient of the Red Spagnell Award for uh, um, contributions to the game of football. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I, was, uh, I was floored. At, 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 at my age, I am rarely floored by things. I'm rarely surprised by things, but I was by this. I, I didn't expect it because... You know, I've been with the Maxwell Club for a very long time, uh, and I've seen the Maxwell. Cl- I've seen the the people come up and accept the Bagnell Award at the various dinners, and I've seen Dick Vermeil accept it, and I've seen Don Shula accept it, and I've seen Archie Manning and Ed Sable and Steve Sable and all of Dan Rooney and all of these giant figures in. Hey, that's in, pretty in, good company you're in there in football, and you know some great college coaches, Bobby Bowden, Lou Holtz. I mean, these are the people that have won the Bagnell Award. So. When Mark Diano, the president of the Maxwell Club, called me this week and said, uh, I have some news for you, that we've, we've decided that you are this year's recipient of the Red Spagnell Award, in addition also knowing Red Spagnell, knowing him when he was alive and really, really liking the guy so much, um, it, was, uh, it was really, really special. I was, I was really surprised and deeply, deeply honored. Well, 
Good for you. That is phenomenal, and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, real quick, I'm going to get Buzz from Buffalo in. Uh, talk a little bit about Brian Dable. Buzz, I know you know the landscape. Is he going to be a good coach for the Giants? Oh, hey, guys. How you doing? Sorry, right. I had to take you out. I had to take you off speakerphone there. I'm feeding my dog. Anyway, um, yeah, Dable, I mean, look what he did with Josh Allen. You know, when Josh Allen came into the league, I mean, obviously physically gifted, but the development was year after year, too. It wasn't like, you know, Allen was on an upward trend and then, and then, and then crapped out. I mean, that's not what happened. It's just every year, every week almost. You know, except for that, you know, the oddball game here and there, which happens. No, no, every no. We listen. We've seen it, and we know how much he's improved from the raw thing he was as a rookie. And they got Shane as the general manager, and uh, I mean, our sense. You heard what we said. Do you agree that uh, the Eagles being able to count on the ineptitude of the Giants may be something out of the past? Oh God, yeah. Because that's the and that's the issue why I called because I didn't think you mentioned Shane. I might have missed it if you were if you did mention Shane. So Joe Shane comes from the Bills as well. He was the assistant general manager. And um, the Bills have had, you know, since Bain, since Bean has got has gotten there four years ago. I mean, this team has drafted exceptionally well, and Joe Shane has been a huge part of that. And you're replacing Dave Gettleman. I mean, yeah. let's face it, any of the three of us, <laughs> any of the three of us, bro. It's a low bar to beat. <laughs> yeah, we're setting the bar pretty low there. Um, and I did. I know your dad is coming on. Yeah. And I called. I called honestly. I mean, I love your guys' show. I think you guys are the best pros. And I, I listen to sports talk radio all around the country for years, okay? And, and uh, I, I think, you know, outside of anything in Buffalo, actually including Buffalo, to be honest with you, because they won't take my calls. They think I'm too sarcastic, I think, sometimes, maybe. Um, but you guys are the best show Oh, you're very country. kind. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I really yeah. appreciate it. And, and, and keep checking <laughs> in. And, yeah, it was, it was a rough loss. I, I, I don't want to harp on that because – uh, anyway, we'll have my dad later. All right, Ray, coming up. It was, uh, I, mean, I, wanted, I, I was feeling for you. I was I definitely know. feeling for you. But I'll tell you, what a great game. Yeah. What, what, a great, what a great weekend of football. It really yeah. was. It was a, for a season that really had its ups and downs and for a long stretch of the time was kind of undistinguished and lots of bad games and bad officiating. And, you know, there were times, I got to tell you, Glenn, there were times that I would finish up Sunday night and I'd shake my head and say, you know, I'm I'm not so sure I'm happy with what where have the I N- devoted my life to. I'm, here. I'm not so sure I'm happy with where the NFL is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last weekend was a very restorative experience. It sort of sort of brought back your belief in the faith and the this, oh, the beauty this, of the game. This is a There's great no game. Question yeah. There's no and you, it was fully on display for two days. It was. All right, right. Coming up, I want to work the Sixers into the conversation. There's some interesting things going on now, and I heard you, you, Ray Didinger, old head of old head, say something this week. That absolutely sent me off my chair. So I'm going to run it by you again just to make sure I didn't mishear you. 215-592-9494. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now. Saturday morning on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.